Welcome back to the Tony Parks Podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. Hoping everyone out there is safe and taking care of your families during such a very interesting time, to say the least. Uh, Springtime weather in Utah, man. Always a crazy, weird thing, you know? You're going to get snow. You're going to get wind. You're going to get rain. You're going to get gorgeous days. And then it's going to be just this crazy mix of different things that takes place. I uh, And I know it's starting to get warmer. But the weather really can't make up its mind. It just can't. You know, 77, gorgeous, 48, miserable. I mean, it just up and down, in and out. You never really know. Um, And you can also have some beautiful days outside. Sun shining, looks amazing. And then you get a stiff breeze and it's 25 degrees or it feels like it's 25 degrees less than it should be out there. Really grateful for everyone tuning in, uh, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, you name it. Thanks for being a part of it. Uh, love having you as a part of this. Um, feel free to connect with me on all forms of social media at Tony Parks 801. Uh, email me, Tony Parks 801 at gmail.com. One thing I really wanted to get to today certain things just rarely happen. And you're fortunate if it ever happens once. Like, like hitting a hole in one, right? You hit a hole in one. I've known a few people that have done that, and you better believe they keep that golf ball in their office and it's you know, in a case or something like that. And they've got the story about what hole they were on and what the weather was like and how they didn't like their shot after they hit it. Or they have, they have some story to tell with all of that. I am definitely never going to hit a hole in one, like ever. I've never even birdied a hole. Uh, I've parred a few, and that's like as good as it's going to get for me with a game of golf. Um, but like, winning a big NCAA tournament bracket. Maybe somebody does that. Somebody out there, uh, you've got the story of how Darren Williams in Illinois came back to beat Arizona, and that's what ultimately helped you win your bracket challenge, and you want a ton of money, and, you know, you brag it up. Um, My adopted grandparents had twins, and then they had triplets. So they had five kids in diapers at once. That's something, like, no family out there is probably going to see, but it happened for them. Uh, they had like, um, yeah, they had five kids, 18 months and younger, if I remember right. Uh, I witnessed snow on the 4th of July once. I was in Great Falls, Montana, and I'm 10 years old, and you could just feel watching fireworks going off with the snow falling. You could just feel that this was something you were never going to see again. It, just, it, it felt so rare, so unbelievable, all of that. So it, it's rare that you get to witness something so spectacular even once. And for even fewer, something like that happens again, right? And, and you're more shocked that it could happen twice because you never imagined it would ever happen once. And that's what I feel like is about to happen in this market right now. In this sports market right now, I don't think many people have realized what's actually happening. I don't think that people realize we're actually in the infant stages of another edition of the glory years. And when you talk glory years, you have to think like, okay, well, what years are we talking about here? And what's cool about this market is you could pick a number of different windows and call them the glory years. Because in a market of this size, you will rarely find a 22-year stretch like this market had where every single year there was something that had one of the fan bases or or the entire group in the state at a fever pitch over something. At an absolute fever pitch over something. 
The Utah Jazz right now are not just the number one seed right now in the West and the NBA. Uh, and they, they, this is the first time they've been playing at a championship level for an extended period of time since 1999. The first team I thought that was championship capable in Utah Jazz history was the 95 team. They won 60 games. Um, they got beat in the first round, which everybody remembers. But what they forget was they played the champions in the first round. It was a very rare situation. Uh, but that team was actually capable of winning it all. And people don't remember that. So this was a window like 94 to 99 that was unbelievable. But 1990 to 2011 was a stretch of incredible things. Heisman winner, Heisman finalist, conference finals teams, uh, final four run, elite eight run, Jimmer Mania, Olympics, NBA all-star game, number one draft picks, top five ranking in November with national championship implications, sweet 16, BCS years, conference titles, Cotton Bowl title, NBA finals, championship contention. It was incredible. Every year there was something. For 22 years. And depending on your cup of tea, you could throw in, I don't know, the RSL championship year in 09, the Utah Grizzlies taking the title in 96, the Bees won 22 of their first 24 games to start the 08 year and, and won the division, right? Like, it's it's all there, so it kind of depends on what you're, you're uh, most excited about. And I don't know if I just got used to it, but I didn't realize just how rare something like that was until 2012, because that's when it all dwindled. Like it just, it all just emptied out badly. Like it became a rare thing to have a great team. You had good teams, you had exciting players, you had stories, but there was nothing there that had one or more of the fan bases in this market at a fever pitch year in and year out. Right. And, and I'll be honest, I wondered if it would ever come back. If you go look at any smaller market, that has a major pro sports team, the gaps of waiting for multiple teams to give you something year in and year out is really rare. For instance, like San Antonio, right? They had it with the Spurs, year in and year out. But it was only the Spurs. This market had it with several teams and something new was happening every year. The 94 to 99 window, that will probably never happen to that level again. Jazz had a Cinderella run to the West Finals. Utah was uh, top 10 in football. Uh, the Jazz had a 60-win title contender like I was talking about in 95. The Utes uh, had a Sweet 16 team in 96. Uh, Jazz make it to June for the first time uh, that spring and, and went to Game 7 of the West Finals. BYU goes 14-1. and They win the Cotton Bowl. 97 features the Utes being in the Elite Eight, and then the Jazz break through to the finals. Uh, the Utes have a 12-point lead in the title game in 98. Sorry to bring this up. I know they had the the uh, the crushing loss to Kentucky. And then and when the Jazz, they got their heart broken in the 98 finals, as you remember. It, it was still another great run. It was still just a stretch of time with euphoric excitement. I mean, Utah Hoops had a, a great regular year. The following year in 99, they were a two-seed, and then Wally Serbiak had other ideas. And, and while the Jazz hit the wall at the end of the year, people forget that 99 Jazz team was really good, and for a majority of that lockout-shortened year, they were the favorite. They were the favorite. There was a late April game 
against San Antonio where you could feel the Jazz had a fourth quarter lead too and the Spurs and Duncan went off and you could feel Duncan was MVP level even though Carl won it and that the Spurs were passing up the Jazz and the Jazz were running out of gas. They were, but that 99 team was capable of winning it all. That that goes into that uh, season, in my opinion, as one of those glory years. It was an insane run. Duplicating something like that would be crazy. And as we ended the previous decade and moved into this one, I think we're looking at being in the infant stages of another window of those kinds of glory years. Maybe not like the way 94 to 99 went, but you look at that 1990 to 2011, where every year something has this fan base to be jacked about. When I say this fan base, I mean any of the fans in this state. Maybe BYU puts together a big run. You know, the Jazz, they are built to be a great team for quite a while. Utah football is built to be a great team for quite a while. Like, we could have something every year, once again, for a very long period of time that has this market with a lot of that excitement. Now, I, I would bet it wouldn't last 22 years because that's just, I mean, that's just incredible. But that formula is there. Great coaches, great players, great culture. What they do is sustainable, Utah football and the Jazz, that is. And it will very likely produce very consistent results. So the Jazz in contention with regularity? Yeah. Utah expected to be right in the thick of things every year for something like a a conference title, Rose Bowl, hopefully something better? Yes. I've, I've said for a while now, in the past couple of years, I think this decade... Utah can be what Stanford was in the last decade. Not the biggest brand, right? Not the favorite maybe every year, but always right up there, threatening for something big, New Year's Six type of team, year in and year out, and you have something to be excited about throughout the whole season. College basketball, I'm not so sure what to expect. I think it'll shuffle the deck, right? Like, you'll have different teams rise and break through and maybe do something to have uh, their fans at a fever pitch about. I'm, I'm excited for Coach Pope at BYU, Coach Smith now at Utah. I think these are very, very bright coaches that can do great things. Um, hoping for Utah State to have great success in the future, Randy Ray at Weber. But the, but the point is to have, like, a run, a serious run. Um, you know, that's going to shuffle the deck. That's going to, you know, make an appearance here and there. Uh, Weber State football has now won the same amount of conference titles in the past three years as they did in their previous existence, and now they just won their fourth in a row, and this was their first outright title ever, and they're a national championship contender. And I, I get it. FCS and FBS are on different levels, but it's a fan base in this market that should be ecstatic right now. So already you have the Utes in 19 being on the doorstep of the playoffs and or the Rose Bowl. And I know they didn't get there, but the 11-1 and one and the run and stuff like that had that fan base at a very high level. In 20, BYU football goes 11-1. and one. Heisman candidate. Plenty to be excited about with that program. Sam Merrill and Utah State win the Mountain West with an incredible run. And now in 21, the Jazz have a title contending team and will make the spring and summer a lot of fun around here. A lot of fun around here. The NBA All-Star Game, right around the corner. That's going to be great. Not just to have the game here, um, but to have a team that that people can feel really good about during that time. Um, because many teams 
and cities will host the all-star game. And they're like, well, we know our team isn't much to write home about, but we have this all-star game. Well, now the jazz can be like, yes, we have the all-star game and we're hopeful to make a run deep into the postseason and maybe win a title. It's great to have all of that at the same time. The Jazz are built to be at a very high level for a while, and you should be jacked about that, that the way the contracts are signed, the coach you have in place. It, this is not just a, well, they better do it now. No, they have time. They can still build the roster even more. They can still do a number of other things. Um, hopefully, we'll see the Olympics make a return. I think that would be really cool. And so, in my opinion, kids right now are going to look back on the next five and hopefully 10 years and hopefully more than that and remember them as glory years. They're going to look back very fondly on memories of going to these games with their parents. And those parents might now be you because you were the kids back then when the previous glory years took place. Because you'll, you'll, you'll always remember where you were when Stockton hit the three at Houston, right? You know exactly how you reacted when Harold Lusk intercepted a pass and ran it all the way back against Colorado State or Kevin Dyson tipped it to himself against Arizona. And you remember exactly who was in the room when Carl missed the Game 7 free throws against Seattle. I hate to bring that up. Or the Game 1 free throws the next year uh, against the Bulls, right? And you'll never forget your reaction to Ty Detmer avoiding two Miami defenders for the TD pass. Uh, maybe you fell to the ground the same way Keawa Louie did uh, when he scored the uh, touchdown against AM. And the night of the Jordan flu game, right, or the food poisoning game, whatever you want to call it, the night that that happened, you probably didn't sleep. The story was that Jordan was awesome, but you know as well as I do, the other part of the story was that the Jazz really should have won that game and they blew it in the final five minutes. And so you probably didn't sleep that night because that was their chance, if they had any chance, to win the series. Just like you may not have slept at all the night Utah beat Carolina for the exact opposite reason. So you'll always have the black shirt and towel from Brian Johnson hitting Freddie Brown, and you can still feel the hush over Rice Eccles when it was over in the first quarter against TCU two years later. Similar memories are now about to happen because what's going on with the jazz is special, but what's also happening collectively in this market is very, very special. This did not happen in Orlando. This didn't happen in Nashville. This didn't happen in Buffalo, Jacksonville, Memphis, New Orleans, Oklahoma city, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Portland, Kansas city. Right. And, and, I know some of these cities have won championships. I'm not doubting that whatsoever, but didn't get the amount of time and the same amount of teams over that really long window like we did in this market. Now, I, I speak for everyone when I say, as a fan, you'd happily take a championship over the sustaining years of success, right? Like as a Cub fan, I always said I would take one Cubs title over 10 years of, of whatever good years would be without a title. So I was saying, you give me one Cubs World Series, I'll take 10 awful years or 20 awful years since it had been that long. I mean, that's how desperate I was for my favorite major pro sports team to win a title. And you may feel that way as a Jazz fan. So I'm in no way suggesting that all of those cities would trade their championships for longer years with more teams having success. And I don't think there's any doubt. But what we're in the infant stages of in this market is something that is very rare and we should really appreciate it. We should be embracing this. We should be really feeling lucky 
to see it happen even once. And we should be out of our minds with enthusiasm to be at the beginning stages of watching something like this happen again. And this time, this time, we hope we can have a few more happy endings and parades to go with it. Thanks so much for listening to the Tony Parks podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, You can continue the conversation on all forms of social media at Tony Parks 801. Um, You can email me, TonyParks801 at gmail.com. Special thank you to everybody for their wonderful support when I've been at the jazz games. Uh, and then doing the Weber State games and just kind of being around and figuring out everything that has been the twists and turns that go on with COVID-19. But um, all the great fans from jazz fans to Weber State fans, Utah fans, BYU fans, Aggie fans, you're the best. Um, the support has been tremendous. And I've always said when the chips are down, uh, this market is truly better uh, than anyone else could ever be. Uh, when it comes to the things that matter most. So greatly appreciate you. And thanks so much for all the love, the well wishes and the support. Uh, Thanks so much for listening as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Utah Podcast Network.